I. It's been a long time since we last. Right? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I, I looked at it. I actually looked at it. It came up on Facebook the other day, and I thought, wow. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> You can't even believe how time flies and how much happened, you know? Um, yeah. Hey, everyone, this is uh, Be Inspired. I'm here with one of my good friends, Jeff King. Uh, we were just talking about how we did a live together on GG Inspire four years ago. And like, he was the director of the school, Muse School at that time. And <laughs> the funny thing is, is that we had like, you know, planes land on the freeway and fires and Kobe and like all these things that happened. I was like, it's like a comedy of errors, you know, all the stuff that had gone on. Yeah. Um, but welcome, Jeff. Thank you for doing this for me. I'm so excited. You know, this is a, an incredible opportunity. We've built a, a great relationship over the years. So welcome to uh, be inspired for a great life. Oh man, thank you. It's so good to be here. Um, it's so good to be back on your show. Like we were just talking when you said it's been four years. I, I mean, I didn't have any concept that it had been that long. If, um, if you'd asked me that, I said, oh yeah, a couple years ago we did that or something like that. So yeah, time has moved rapidly. It's so crazy. I mean, we just, you know, we lost a year and a half basically, but, but it was still, you know, a long time before that. So uh, let me tell you all, you know, a couple great things about Jeff. He's a good friend of mine. He's helped us a ton over the years. So he was the, the uh, director of New School. And I actually met him through something we're going to talk about a little bit today. Uh, one of my mentors, Jamie Villalobos, set up a class for some of her you know, core leadership group to talk about this, uh, this course, PCM, Process Communication Model. And I went to this class and I remember being super stressed out going there. And I was like, it's so much time and it's this, that, and the other. And I remember, you know, Jeff got up and he talked for just, I don't know, not even two minutes. And all of a sudden I was like, ah, okay, this is going to be fine. We're, we're going to make the best of it. Right. Um, and I was so impressed with him. I was so impressed with the, with the location and it was a school and I fell in love with it. And I wanted my kids to go there. My daughter went there. Well, my oldest daughter went there. Then my youngest daughter went there. And so I just, you know, he's a master trainer at PCM and he's, you know, kind of changed roles now because of all, all the things that have happened. He's currently the head of communications at Hookpoint. Um, he does PCM training for individuals, for organizations, which he still continues to do for our organization, um, coaching certifications, he does consultation on marketing and advertising content, which I want to pick your brain a little bit about that too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And also, you know, brand strategy. So, you know, PCM was one of the best experiences and it's forged a great relationship that we've been able to, to have over the years. And, you know, Jason and I are, are grateful to you because we have such opposite personalities. You know, I really feel like if it wasn't for PCM, we wouldn't <laughs> be together. Yeah. Um, Jason can stay in the hotel room during Wealth Bowls now, right? Yes. Yes. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I just need a, a little bit of time to myself with all your hooting and hollering. Right, right. <laughs> Whatever you need, babe. Because it used to be like, what is wrong with you? This is the right. time to do XYZ. And he's like, I just don't want to. So right. it finally yeah. made a lot of sense to me. Right. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, credit Jeff to, for that. And of helping us a ton over the years. And one thing he's always, he said, you know, years ago, he said, education spaces have to break away from their traditional mindset. And I always appreciated that about Muse. And I feel like, 
now I had him on because this is a podcast for entrepreneurs. And so I really felt like we have to do the same thing in the working world and our mindset about what we do for a living. And so I just really appreciate you kind of leading that charge. Yeah, and, no, uh, thank you. And I think that, you know, education still needs to break away from their traditional mindset. I think, unfortunately, COVID sucked everyone back into a traditional mindset in the education space. Yeah. Um, and I remember, and, and I'm not in the education space. I think um, the, the school that I managed was also was one of many schools around the country that became a victim of COVID. But the interesting thing is when I would talk to parents and was reading articles and things like that, parents were so concerned about keeping up with reading and math and stuff like that. And I'm, and I've some of you may have also had those concerns. And, yeah. you know, the parents that I consulted and parents I talked with, I just said, man, who cares about whether they're able to read and write? Kids are, they will catch up on all the academic stuff. The most important thing is their social emotional development and their ability to communicate. And that's what I was most concerned with, you know, our, our children and students during COVID. Kids are going to learn to read and write that stuff. And so I think it's unfortunate. I think COVID set education back um, a decade or so just because it everyone just got so focused on the stuff that really doesn't matter. And yeah. that's the, the reading, writing, and arithmetic stuff. And I think entrepreneurships and marketing have to also break out of their traditional mindsets. I mean, the, the online space is a very different space than it was two, three, four, five years ago. The work environment is very different. I mean, like you and I were talking, you're now doing a virtual workspace. I'm doing a virtual workspace. I mean, yeah. this is the first time in my life, you know, I basically get dressed and then go into my home office and I don't leave my house for eight, yeah. 10 hours a day. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, everything. So if we're going to do things, if the world is going to be different, we have to get out of the, our we have to change the way we're thinking. And so, yeah, yeah that's a, a thousand percent. It is interesting, you know, just kind of, and I have like, I have a staff, I have an assistant and she's virtual. So being, you know, there's a lot of new pieces to the puzzle to navigate, you know, even 2020, I feel like was almost like, I thought I'd have a ton more time. It was very much crisis management in a lot of ways, but then yeah. it took, it took six months to a year to be able to figure out, how do we excel in this area? We can get by and we can make the mm -hmm. shift. We went 100% virtual, no problem. But yeah. how do we excel and really improve it? And I think that comes with trial and error, you know. And, yeah. And that's where that the shift has to be, you know. Yeah. And I think that's what entrepreneurs do. I mean, they take, you know, it, and it wasn't so long ago in 2008 when I first put, took my first step into entrepreneurship. I, you know, we I tried to start a, a business. Uh, well, I didn't shouldn't say I tried. It's still going today, and I was a part of it. Um, I started it, but it was in the height of the recession. And and you know, I think January two thousand nine, uh, government was losing a hundred thousand jobs a month. And so, you know, when when you are an entrepreneur, I think you have kind of a special skill. Um, maybe a little bit of a masochist because you just want you, you're constantly going through pain and change. Yeah. But you you adapt. I mean, things are curveballs are thrown at you, and you adapt. And I think COVID helped a lot of entrepreneurs shift their thinking to develop new ways to um, reach out and and grow their businesses. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that that shift is so important. So, how did you kind of make that shift from 
being an employee to an entrepreneur and maybe you can give us some hacks or ideas that you can put together to help you along the way. Yeah, I think there are two things. One is uh, being risk tolerant. So when I first jumped in, I had to, I had a job, a full-time job, benefits, predictable salary, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember my, I think my parents are like, are you sure you want to do this? You've got a good thing, blah, blah, blah. And yep. I, had two, I had three kids. So I had, you know, people like, and kids want, they wanted to eat and they wanted all the time. things like that. I know it's, you know, we couldn't ever take a break from the meeting. Um, but you have to be, you have to be, so two things. One, you have to be risk tolerant and you have to have this ability to know that if it doesn't work out, that you could do something else. So I never went into the, you know, when I founded Next Element, I never went into, this is a hundred percent, it's gonna work, it has to work, blah, blah, blah. I was very confident, but I knew, you know what, if it doesn't work, I will be okay. Now I didn't have a nest egg, I didn't have a savings account. I just knew, I mean, I always had the mindset for me is like, so if it didn't work, I would just go to McDonald's, I'll just, you know, work at Burger King, for a month or six months, that never bothered me. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, what's interesting, because when I was uh, running the, the school, I would interview people and sometimes for different jobs, both with the franchise, both within with the school and people would be out of work for a year or two years. And sometimes we couldn't pay them what we could pay them. And I was shocked by like someone who, and, and they would say, well, I really want to start a business or I wouldn't want to do that. And I always knew that those people would never be able to start a business. Mm -hmm. because you can't just take nothing and kind of hope, you know, it's like you start a business, it fails. Okay. Work at McDonald's for six months, get back on track, start another business. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's the mindset of somebody who can shift and it may not be with ease. It may be something that you get better at shifting eventually, yeah. but it's a muscle. It's, it's absolutely yeah. a muscle. And yeah. so, so let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit because I want to talk about PCM. Okay. Yeah. Because you have this amazing ability and I'm sure with, with interviewing and, and, and really talking to anybody, you've had this ability, I feel like to be able to relate to anyone. So can you kind of speak a little bit about how that developed for you and how you've been able to create that through PCM? Yeah. So it, it, it's really interesting. It's really kind of a, an entrepreneur story because in, I was a clinical psychotherapist and this guy by the name of John Simmering, he was a psychologist. He sent me down to meet Tavy and spend a week going through what we call the core PCM training and the advanced PCM training. So I flew down to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and I got, went through the training. Like you, like Amy, everybody, I was like, wow, this is crazy. How come the whole world doesn't know about this? There was like yep. six of us. Um, there were three people from NASA and me and then a couple other people. Um, I came back and I told Dr. Simmer, I said, I want to get, I want, I want this. I want to get certified. I want to use this. So I don't know, a couple months later, I went back down. I had the, I, I, I had the fortune of actually being trained in PCM by Tavy. And then he did my certification training. So I think I was the last group of certified trainers that he did before he passed it off to master trainers like myself. So we went through that and I came back to the hospital that I was working in, it's called Prairie View in, in Newton, Kansas. And I said, all right, here's what we can do. And I just started having all these ideas. And my buddy, Nate, who ended up starting Next Element with us, he had the same ideas. 
And we were both making a lot of money for the hospital, but we had this growth strategies and the hospital being kind of a corporate structure, they just couldn't tolerate it. And they couldn't, yeah. they couldn't think outside of the box there. And so we basically said, look, we have this vision to take PCM out and do something different with it. And we did. Um, and Nate's still running Next Element today. And that's that's how we ended. PCM really forced me into being an entrepreneurship yeah. because I was seeing how beneficial it was and how graspable it was. But I, the corporate structure I was in, they, they just couldn't tolerate it. Yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> it made their heads explode. Yeah. Uh, I know that that's how I felt when I sat through it. Like, that's why I do that. (laughs) That's why you do that. It just, it was, it was extremely eye-opening, extremely eye-opening. It really changed my perspective. And so, you know, obviously I don't know, I don't, I don't want to go too much into like the details of, of PCM, but you know, cause it's something that like you can read about it, but you need to go to the class. You need to be able to do that. And I know that you offer these workshops periodically mm-hmm. i know you do them on zoom you do them in, in person um yep. and i was gonna wait to the end of this but like maybe you can kind of give everybody like your your email and your like handle so that people can reach out to you if they have questions about it absolutely yeah i think yeah i mean i'll 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 put it in the chat there it's jeff at the pcmguy.com i'll share it you can share it with with folks and if people okay. want questions on how they can do trainings coaching um certifications and stuff like that i can definitely share that with them but what's interesting about your your question around the kind of going back to the original mindset of the entrepreneur what the entrepreneur mindset the interesting thing about PCM for entrepreneurs and you know I've been training for maybe a decade within well WFG and Transamerica so we've trained a lot of a lot of folks within that system over the last decade right like 10 years but PCM has an ability to teach you how to diagnose vocabulary so that you know how to communicate to someone who's sitting across from you, right? And you know, we think it's oh, I you know, I can do that, I can do that. But like of, of of your listeners, how many times have you had a really good meeting and you thought you killed it and no one called, texted, or emailed you back? And here's the one thing I always tell WFG folks: I always say it's not your content. Your stuff is great, but it's meaningless if you can't communicate it and you can't connect with it, because there are some clients. They're going to buy from you because they connect with you and they feel safe with you. There are some are going to buy from you because they know you're committed to them and they can trust you. There's some that are going to buy from you because it makes sense and you've explained the data and you you can see a logical system of progression for their money, their investments and things like that. Mm-hmm. There are some that will be like, I I can't sit in an office and you went on a bike ride with me. We had a couple beers together and um, you're going to handle all the stuff that I don't want to handle. So cool. Let's 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 get down with it. So I, I get there. So if you know some of those hacks or those ways to connect with people, you can wrap your content in any way you want. Right. The other part of it is PCN teaches you how to stay in a positive life position. So like, you know, you and I were mentioning right on the call, you know, COVID and moving and all these different things. What PCM can help you help helps you understand is every personality type has a predictable distress pattern, goes first, second, third degree distress. And as you go down in distress, it gets more and more harmful to you and others around you. Well, 
Yeah. We, if we know that, we can start to avoid that. And one of the ways to avoid that is to arrange your world to get your needs met. And PCM gives a, um, a roadmap on how to get your needs met so that when you experience this stress, when you experience these curveballs and things like positive life position, because what happens is when you go into what PCM refers to as distress, I like to like to say negative life space or negative life position or whatever, you start to experience delusion. And I'm not talking about psychosis. I'm talking you're not seeing the world or the situation for at, for its authentic presentation to you because mm -hmm. your your distress sequence alters it. And so if you can get out of distress, you can make better decisions because you're seeing things with more clear eyes. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And having been through the class, I understand it. It's it's so true. You know, just starting to realize when things are, you know, putting you in distress or, or bugging you, there's a reason for it. And, you know, what I found is being able to, my kids went to the school. Now they didn't teach PCM to the kids, but they used it. That's what I loved is that they used it to communicate with the kids on an appropriate channel. So my kids will say to me, you know, they used to say to me, like, that's not my channel. Like, that's not, right. you know, care channel. I'm like, look, right. don't manipulate me. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I know that if they are like more lovey and huggy and, you know, sensory, that kind of thing, like I will touch them a lot and mm -hmm. I may give them a big hug and a kiss on the head and then say, Hey, could you do the dishes for me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those are the kinds of things where you can get, get their need met but also get your request because for me, like, I'm like, get into the dishes. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Learning how to communicate that has made a world of difference. I mean, between my husband and I, for sure. Uh, but definitely with the kids, you know, they're both kind of like harmonizing care kind of people. And yeah. so it's made a huge difference. And also really communicating with, with other people, with my team, mm -hmm. like, you know, all of these all and clients for sure. So, you know, I'm kind of curious um, you know, and I didn't give you this question, but I, I was really thinking about how you correlate and use PCM and that communication model through online marketing, through advertising and, and content in that regard. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's interesting. So I'm, you know, I run the communications division for hook points. Um, I'm also acting as the COO right now, as we're, we're about two years into, I've been there a year and a half and, and we're about two years into to launching. Um, Brendan Kane, he wrote two books, One Million Followers, and then he wrote Hook Point. And in both of those books, he interviewed me um, because he's been, I trained him several years ago when we were working on a, a potential um, TV show that was going to use PCM, but then it never got funded for whatever reason. So then he and I kept in connection and, and he's always used PCM when he with the development of his stuff and and he you know he worked with taylor swift uh, developed her uh digital strategy worked with mtv and all these different things and now we kind of he's come together and he helps put together online strategies for folks and he understands the communication piece of it is twofold one what do you not do and how do you play communication like math so what do you not do one 85% of the population don't want to be told what to do. So stop telling them what to do. You know, um, that's true. <laughs> so with the exception of internet lingo, kind of like what's up doesn't mean what's up, right? It means hello. So click here, 
you know, but think of, if you look at your website, you look at your Instagram, you look at your LinkedIn, how many times have you like telling people, get this, do this, come here to see this and stuff like that. Telling people what to do fatigues 85% of the population and, and it actually creates uh, uh, stress, right? Yeah. The other thing is play the math. We know 85% of the population develop content around fun, fact, and feeling. We, we call those the big three. Um, so put your content in fun, fact, and feeling. Um, and so you that so we teach people how to message so that all ears can be present. What do you not do? No one cares about your opinions. No one cares about your beliefs. No one cares about your morality or, or your whatever that is. They just do not care. So avoid value-based um, communication at all cost. Um, you know, A, it turns people off. B, it's only 10% of the population, right? And C, no one really cares. No one yeah. really, really cares. So, um, and then the other one is ask questions. So instead of telling people what to do, ask them, will you, will you, will you click here? Do you want to see how I, my service can benefit you? Um, questions are going to get you more engagement than direction. That's huge. That, that I hope you guys like rewind that part right there, because literally that's what is wrong with some of the content that I see out there, <laughs> you know, that I, and yeah. I, there's I've taken a lot of classes and a lot of training, social media, this, that, lot, different coaches. And those are keys right there to be able to help people engage with you. And that's what you're looking for. You know, engagement to be able because social media is it. You know, most of us are working from our homes, right? And mm -hmm. needing to be able to get out. And so you want more people's eyes on your stuff, but you also want those eyes to engage. You want them to feel connected. So that's really important to be able to utilize ways that are going to be able to draw them in versus repel them. So, yeah. And I think one of, and I'll kind of get into a little more niche online marketing um speak here if you're cool with it um one of the things that people the couple common mistakes people make and and one is they want with their social media they go after their niche markets and that's not what the online space is for you're competing like you are competing with the kardashian kardashians you're committing you're competing with the republican party the democratic party you know when elections are high you're competing with mcdonald's jeff bezos and so the online marketing space is not, you know, when you go in and you try to create online strategies for your niche marketing, the algorithms are just working against you and suppressing you. So you have to do a generalist approach to get to get the clicks, because if you get a number of clicks, likes, engagement, then the algorithms, algorithms will work with you, therefore get you to the people that want your service. And so a lot of people kind of try to say, well, this is my niche. I don't I don't want to go after that. Well. That just suppresses you. It's funny because a lot of times people will say, well, my YouTube channel is has low engagement. Should I just post stuff here? And on 99% of the time, we're like, don't do that. Because if you have low engagement on a channel, the algorithm suppresses it. And you're teaching the algorithm not to share your channel or your content. So it actually harms you. Mm -hmm. The other thing, and this is the one of the most difficult things for brands to get their brains around. And, and we, we really, we, we, it's a struggle for a lot of folks is leading with your brand and over branding is one of the worst things you can do in the, in the social media space. No one cares about your brand. No one cares about your branding, your brand colors, your mission statement, your vision statement. No one cares whether you're on brand or you're off brand. 
are you interesting and can you help me then we can talk about brand later and we can talk yeah. you know, all that stuff later but if you don't capture my interest and and how we what we talk about at hook point is doing it within the first three to five seconds if you don't capture my interest and i don't learn quickly that you can help me i'm just scrolling to kim kardashian doing jumping jacks or something like that you know it's yeah. the people are on that scroll and so it's it's yeah, that and that's very different in the last three to five years you know social media it used to be do your hashtags post regularly blah 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 and that's the whole game is completely different now yeah it's all about video content it's micro content yeah right so that's like things like reels and all of those things are are more and more engaging because i mean i do it like reels suck you in you know what I mean? You could spend, yeah. I try to set a timer. I try to set a timer when I look at the reels and I, I started doing them and yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. it's awkward and it's difficult, but it's something that you have to be able to capture people's interests as fast as possible. So yeah, that's huge. And I this kind of stems to my next question because I wanted to ask you about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And it seems like you have to have that constant growth mindset in order to mm -hmm. be able to adapt as an entrepreneur, but you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot in that regard, but I'd like to hear kind of like your take on why why it's important to stay in a growth mindset versus fixed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's life or death if you're in business. If you have a fixed mindset, you will your business will die. I mean, you're not. It's you literally cannot function as an entrepreneur or a business owner with a fixed mindset. And that's where PCM really comes into play with helping people um, get from a fix to a growth mindset because PCM provides a roadmap there. How do you get your needs met? How do you construct your space, your day, your relationships, your business so that you can communicate effectively, meet people's need and stay in a positive life decision so you can make good decisions and manage stress, right? The other thing about what's interesting about your question around that so that's kind of as the entrepreneur's mindset. But even with your social media marketing, if you don't have a growth mindset, yeah, then you're not going to test to see what's effective. You're going to stay on brand. You're going to do all this stuff that doesn't work because a fixed mindset says, I just, you know, I do it and I don't look at the data, whether it works or not. It's just, that's what I know how it's what I'm comfortable with. And so when you have a growth mindset, when you're creating, creating your social media strategies and all these different things, you know, you'll say, okay, this 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 piece of content didn't work. Why didn't it work? How can we do it better? How can we avoid these mistakes? Whereas if you have a fixed mindset, you can't learn from your mistakes because you don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the emotional energy or the reserves to take a look at your mistakes. I think enough, you know, people talk about fixed mindset a lot, and I think one of the things they don't talk about enough is the negative repercussions someone with a fixed mindset has when they just don't have the ability to diagnose their mistakes. Mistakes are gold. I mean, you know that. I mean, you're as a parent, you're like, okay, you want to teach your kids to learn from your mistakes. But it's fascinating how many times business owners and entrepreneurs cannot or will not do that. I think one of the challenges about a fixed mindset is that you don't really know you have it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like, you know, my I used to tell my husband like, you're kind of negative. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not negative. I'm a realist. I'm like, no, dude, you're negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and so nobody wants to nobody wants to say that they have a fixed mindset. Yeah. But, you know, it's it can be it's very apparent to somebody who has a growth mindset. 
it's very, very easy to diagnose on somebody yeah. else, you know? Yeah. Then the discussion really becomes, okay, now what do I do with this relationship? Yeah. You know, and, and, or what do I do with this employee? What do I do with this, this, you know, what that's, that's where the real question is. And that's where PCM can really come in and boost that. Cause most of the time when people have a neg negative mindset, they're in distress and they're in distress because they're not getting their needs met and they're not in around a community of people that are communicating with them effectively. PCM can fix all that. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it sounds like the magic bullet. And I have to say, like, I've done a ton of personal development in my, you know, 14, 15 years in business. And PCM was like, hands down the best thing we ever did. It yeah. just, it just was. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting, you know, we're kind of going through a really interesting time as far as the the great resignation and all these people leaving their jobs. Like, yeah. why do you think that's happening? Like, what are all of these people searching for? And, you know, I mean, obviously some people would be like, oh, they're getting free money. Like, no, I they're searching for more. You don't have like, you know, 10, 15 million people leave their jobs because they're all like, oh, I'm just going to sit home and eat bob buns and collect checks. Like, that's not going to be reality, you know? Yeah, I don't, that argument, I don't buy that argument for a second. And, yeah. and the other thing is, I've had some pretty heated discussions with business owners about that because I always explain it because they're always like, well, they're, they're not, these people are not coming back to work because they're making more money from the government. Okay. For a little bit, they were, but as a business mm -hmm. person, if I said, Hey, I'll give you a million or a million five, which, which offer are you going to take? You're going to take a million five. So now you're telling people don't take the $15 an hour that you're getting from the government, take the $10 an hour. That, so that argument is, is it not a sound business decision for your family, but that's not, I don't believe that's where the great resignation is happening. I think people around COVID started saying, you know, what's important to me and how do I want to be treated? Because, you know, if you look back, you know, and I think this is why a lot of people get involved with um, you and Jamie and Frank is because they understand they can be treated properly. They can manage their schedule and there's a roadmap for them to become financially independent, you know? And I, so I think that's the, you guys do a really good job of kind of laying that out. Now it's hard work, you know? Um, but so I, it's but, but, for someone else. Absolutely. But you guys, you guys do a really good job of explaining that roadmap. So I think people are saying, you know, you know, I've been working at this company for 10 years and I think, um, I'm not, I'm still not getting treated properly. I still have two weeks of vacation. I still don't have great benefits or whatever. And, and people are really making changes for themselves. You know, if you look at inflation, you know, the, the other thing that where, where a lot of this argument falls apart for some folks is when you look at the cost of goods and services is always going to go up, you know, now we're seeing a, a, a tick in inflation. That's kind of an abnormal, oh, yeah. but if like yeah. generally over the last 25 years, inflation, everything, you know, whatever it goes up. And so people have, and people haven't. Am I back? You're back. There you go. Oh, shoot. Did you lose me? I'm back. Okay. So I think people, Am I good? Okay, good. So I think, you know, we're, we're kind of course correcting too, because uh, wages haven't kept up with inflation. So now things are kind of course correcting. Unemployment's low. People, people have choice now. And I think that's, I think it's fantastic um, that people are putting themselves in a better place mentally and emotionally. 
Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I hope we're poised for growth after this and, and shifting more into that growth mindset. I think you're right. You know, it's funny. I ask that question to almost every guest and these, they say very similar answer. They're looking for something more. They're tired of where they were. They want to be able to have options and choices. And that's why this is really an ideal time to start a business and find mm -hmm. the thing that you're passionate about or find the thing that you can do that will fund the thing that you're passionate about. Because yeah. I never in a million years thought that I was, you know, I love in love with finance, but I knew one thing I wasn't in love with medicine and I wanted freedom. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, I, I talked to a lady yesterday who was telling me that she was in pharmaceuticals. She was a CPA and then she was in pharmaceuticals. And, and I said, yeah, a lot of people thought I was nuts. And I left medicine to pursue a business. She's like, I don't think you're nuts at all. Both my parents were doctors. They are retired before medicine got really crazy. And she's like, I have friends right now that are just, they just want to cut bait and run, but they don't feel like they have options. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so... I think it's it's an ideal time. So okay, I'm gonna switch gears really quick. I just wanted cool. to do these couple of quick these couple of questions. I think these are kind of fun, but so just it's like this or that. So tell me okay. what what do you prefer? Like a small dinner with friends or a night out on the town? Small dinner with friends. Okay. Um, favorite all time food? Oh, I'm gonna have to say pasta. Ooh, okay. Pasta. I like that. I like that. I grew up on pasta. Um, okay. So California or Kansas? Come on. Oh, California. hundred <laughs> percent. All time, every day, all day. Even though I'm, I'm in Oklahoma right now, but uh, California. Okay. Um, uh, beach or mountains? I think I know this one. Mountains. Oh, I thought you were going to say beach. Okay. Yeah. You know, I've never been a beach guy. I mean, I like to go look at it, but I've much prefer yeah. hanging out in the mountains too. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so do you and Rebecca cook for yourself or you, or, you know, would you prefer to cook for yourself or would you for, prefer someone to cook for you? Oh, I would always prefer someone to cook for me. Uh, now Rebecca <laughs> will never do that, but um, <laughs> if, I, if I've ever had a, a, a in-house chef, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's one of my dreams. Okay. Um, so last, last question. So what's, what's next for you? That is a really good question. Well, I'm I'm in the middle of what's next. So um, right now we're just we're we're scaling up um, Hookpoint, um, and I'm enjoying being a part of that process, delivering PCM live, and then helping with the online marketing strategies uh, using communication. So I'm in the middle of what's next. Um, and and what COVID has really done for me is I, my personality type tends to future trip. And I really worked on myself trying to stay more present and stay in the moment. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what's next for me um, is, you know, getting, staying present. And because it's so stressful trying to live in the future. Yeah. That's what I found. That's me. true. You know, I, I'm so glad that you said that because I actually had that conversation with myself last night. And I remember thinking, you know, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this and then I need to be doing this. And then, you know, I trying to connect the dots forward. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I'm doing everything that I can right now. And it may be that this time is for X. And mm -hmm. once I solidify X, then I can get to Y. But I don't know what Y is going to look like until I finish X. And so you're right, right that future tripping mindset is, is really difficult. What's going to happen? Yeah. How's it going to be? All of that. So. Yeah. Well, this has been a ton of fun and I just of so much value. 
Um, I didn't even get to all the questions that I wanted to ask you, like about you know challenges and all these different kinds of things. But um, I really feel like you know I want people to reach out to you. I really feel like you know PCM can benefit anyone and everyone. And I, I know that it's something that has completely changed our lives. And um, I will make sure that I post in the chat uh, your email so that they can get in contact with you. And, yeah. you know, any last words that you want to share? I mean, anything that you feel, you know, people need to know? Um, maybe something that you'd recommend to to budding entrepreneurs that are out there? Yeah. Um, and the work will always be there. And so shut her down and have an evening to yourself or with your family and the work will always be there. So take some extended time next week to just enjoy life. That's awesome. entre entrepreneurs. They, they want to work 24 seven yeah, every day, all, you know, and, and you just can't do it. You gotta, you gotta shut her down. I, I appreciate that. And thank you for that piece of advice for me. Okay. <laughs> I definitely appreciate it. I'm going to do it. I actually built it into my plan. For there you go. Week, so there you go. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much, Jeff. This has just been just amazing. So guys, look, this is the, the opportunity to learn from entrepreneurs that are actually in the world doing it. And we want to inspire you. We want to, you know, give you the tools to be able to know you can go after it and, and have your dreams, but also be healthy and happy and fulfilled along the way. So be inspired for a great life, everybody. Take care.